Chapter 18. The Phone Specialist David went back to his office and got to work implementing the changes he and Richard created together. He created the lead conversion tool in Google Sheets and created a new set of ROEs to present to the staff. He scheduled a meeting for the end of the day before everyone left for the weekend. He called the answering service that Richard recommended and set up an account. He then called the company who managed his phone system and asked them to make changes with how the incoming phones were routed. At one point during their conversation, Richard mentioned to David that in the future he should change his phone system to a VoIP system, but right now that was a bridge he didn't want to cross yet. Once David was finished with the setup work, he answered his outstanding emails and prepared for his staff meeting. He met with Samantha first and told her about the new position he was creating and told her she'd be perfect for the position. He asked her if it was something she would be interested in managing for him. Samantha was thrilled to do more of what she loved, talk to people on the phone. Next, David met with his team and told them about the new plan. At first, they didn't believe David was serious because he had always been so demanding when it came to the phones that they didn't miss a call. Wait, I don't understand. The entire time I've worked for the firm, you've demanded that all of us answer the phones so we can ensure we never miss a call, Janice said. You're right, I have. Let me ask you, do the phone calls ringing at your desk cause interruptions to your day? You bet they do, Samantha said, as everyone else was nodding their head in agreement. Right, and don't you think you could schedule more appointments, Samantha, if your only job were to answer the phones and not have to worry about other work you had to get done? I think so, sure. And Janice, how has Parkinson's Law been working for us? I have to admit, it worked well. The new clients know exactly how we work, and while the existing clients didn't like it at first, they did like knowing that you'd be prepared for their call. That's right, I agree with you. I'm finding the same thing when I talk with clients. Don't you think if the phone didn't ring at all of our desks that we'd be able to use Parkinson's Law even more effectively? Yeah, I suppose you're right. Okay, the way I see it, these new ROEs will allow us to get more work done and potentially schedule more appointments because Samantha is a rock star on the phone. I agree, Samantha is really good on the phone, and she seems to like it much more than the rest of us, Janice said. Thanks, Janice, that is so nice. You all know how much I love to talk, Samantha said with a smile, and everyone chuckled. Then it's a deal. We're going to commit to these new ROEs? It's a deal, Janice said, after she looked around the room and saw everyone on the team nodding their heads in agreement. David's team discussed the answering service, how they should manage client calls, and who on the team would field the client calls from Samantha. One challenge they couldn't resolve was how to better route the calls from clients, trustees, and creditors so Samantha's line wouldn't always ring, or she'd have a difficult time making calls to prospects who didn't set an appointment. I'll be sure to ask Richard before the day is out how he feels we should manage that. The meeting ended with everyone in good spirits, and David celebrated by letting them all leave a little early that Friday. On the way out the door, he overheard Samantha talking to Janice about how she's starting to enjoy her work again. Janice agreed. Before wrapping up his day, David reviewed his cases and his calendar for the next week and decided that he would work on the PCLC report over the weekend to be sure they had a great start on Monday. He also fired off an email to Richard. Hey Richard, it was great to see you today. Thanks again for the advice. We're already implementing the new strategy. Samantha agreed to be the primary phone person, and the other staff is happy they don't have to hear the phone ring. But we did come up with a question that I'm hoping you can help me with. 
How can we better manage the phone calls so Samantha won't be inundated with calls from creditors, clients, and trustees' offices? Let me know the answer when you can. Have a great weekend. Best regards, David. David grabbed his cell phone and texted Jen that he'd be home early, and she immediately called him back. Hey, everything all right? Yeah, everything is great, hon. Why? Because you rarely come home early on a Friday. Yeah, well, it was a good day. I'll have a couple of hours of work in the morning, but I wanted to get home and celebrate with you and the kids. Why was it such a good day? I'll tell you about it tonight after we get the kids to bed, and <clears throat> when we get to bed, David said in his best seductive and slightly devilish voice. Wow, it must have been a good day. Okay, I can't wait to hear about it. What do you want for dinner? I figured I'd stop and grab Sal's pizza. Does that work? You'll be the kid's hero. Tell them you ordered. That way we can both be heroes tonight. Okay, I'll order it now, and you can stop on the way home. Perfect. See you soon. Love you. Love you too. When David got to Sal's, his favorite pizza place, he could tell by the line that it was a Friday night during Lent. He paid for the pizza and then leaned up against the doorframe and started to check his phone like every other dad who was on pizza duty. And just as he opened the ESPN app, his brother-in-law Stephen walked in. Hey, David, fancy seeing you here before five on a weekday, Stephen said in a way that David knew he was mocking his long hours and flaunting his uncanny ability to always be off on Friday afternoons. Hey, Stephen, David said, ignoring Stephen's attempt to push his buttons. Picking up pizza for the family? Yeah, it's become a Friday tradition for us. The problem is the tradition is starting to leave its mark, Stephen said while patting his belly. Yeah, too many more pizzas and we'll move you out of that train of bra, brother. David laughed as he said this. Add a side of garlic knots and you'll be up to a B cup in no time, Stephen said, as both men shook their heads and laughed lightly at the banter they had become accustomed to. But really, it's nice to see you out of the office at a decent hour, David. Yeah, it's starting to work. What's starting to work, Stephen said, as if he genuinely didn't know what David was talking about. Remember Richard James, that consultant I was telling you about a few weeks ago? David said as both men found a space on the wall for them both to lean up against. Ah, oh, right. So you hired him? Well, I guess you can call it that. But remember, I'm not paying for it. He's doing it as a favor to Simon Taylor, the attorney down the hall from my office. Got it. Now I remember. Sorry. A lot on the brain here. Yeah, like golf and banker's hours. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? And remember, I offered. Yeah, yeah. You want a beer while we wait? Sure. It's likely going to be a while, Stephen said as he gestured around the restaurant. Stephen went to the counter to pay his bill, and David made his way over to the bar and ordered two Corona lights. The good news is Gilbert is one of the safest towns in America. The bad news is that means the police don't have much to do except pay close attention to traffic violations and driving under the influence. A Corona light shouldn't move the blood alcohol level enough to matter on the drive home. Here you go, Stephen. I got us a light beer. Figured it'd be a good excuse to eat more pizza. Nice, Stephen said, as he offered silent cheers and a clink of the beer bottle with David. So tell me more about Mr. James. Well, so far, so good. We've only been working together for two weeks, but he's already getting me home for dinner every night of the week. Really? Really. And today we launched a new strategy to bring in more new business. So he knows what he's doing. It certainly appears that way. Does it bother you that he's not an attorney? Why should it bother me? I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't. But where did Richard go to school? I have no idea, and honestly, I really don't care. When's the last time someone asked you where you went to law school? When I was applying for my first job? Exactly. So why do lawyers get so caught up with what college people go to? 
The bottom line is, he appears to know things that I don't about running a law firm. I guess that's all that matters, Stephen said, after taking a drink from his beer. You sure about that? What do you mean, Stephen said, defensively. Nothing. It's just that sometimes I get the feeling you're rooting against me, Stephen, David said as he turned to look Stephen in the eye. Yeah, I can be a jerk sometimes. But seriously, you're married to my sister and your family. What I want is for you to be successful. Then why are you always trying to recruit me to come work for your boss's firm? I want you to have what I have. It's a pretty good life, Stephen said as he put his hand on David's shoulder. Yeah, but it's your life, not mine. I can't work for anyone else, Stephen. I just can't. I admire your grit. I do. In some ways, I wish I dared to do what you do. But I don't want to own my own practice. At least not now, anyway. I prefer to focus on the law. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I love the law and how it allows me to help my clients, too. But I love business, and someday I'm going to figure this thing out. And what I want to know from you is that you're on my side. You can count on it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop busting your ass even after you finally make it. I wouldn't have it any other way.